Welcome to Rama for Today. And here's the most important thing that you should know about divine healing. And that is that it is God's will to heal you. Because it is in his redemptive plan. You see these verses here, Isaiah, Matthew, and Peter all substantiate that truth. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. This week we went into the archives and chose Kenneth E. Hagan's teaching series, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It. This will be a great week of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. I'm going to read the same order as I did last night, Matthew 8, 17 first. You could follow me in your Bible if you have it as I read Matthew 8, 17, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself, that was Jesus, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Now I call your attention to the fact that he said he's quoting Isaiah. Now, you turn to Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, and read the 4th and 5th verses, and we read... Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Now, if you've got a good reference Bible, you'll notice that there in Matthew 8, 17, he said he's quoting Isaiah 53, 4. Well, if you read it in the King James translation, Isaiah 53, 4 did not say he took our infirmities and bare sicknesses. It said, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. However, some reference Bibles will have a little number by them. You can look in the margin to let you know the Hebrew said it. Or look it up in the Hebrew concordance. And you will find that the word, the Hebrew word translated griefs and sorrows is translated all throughout the Old Testament, sickness and pain. And that the literal Hebrew Bible reads, surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. And then I have in my possession the, uh, the translation of the Old Testament uh, of the, from uh, Dr. Isaac Lesser. And it's the was then, I don't know now, but uh, uh, the only authorized Hebrew translation from among the, the Hebrews, you see, of the Jews, the only one by the Jewish Orthodox Church, the only authorized translation from the Hebrew, and it reads exactly that way, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. So that is the literal Hebrew translation. Now, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains, Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. I want to call your attention to the fact that he's not talking about something here that the Roman soldiers did to Jesus. That wasn't God doing something. He's talking about that God laid on him the cause of sickness and disease and sin and he bore it. Now the fifth verse, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Now, 1 Peter 2.24, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Now, we want to sort of preach a double-barrel message today. Not only establish the fact that healing belongs to us and how to receive it, 
But then we want to help folks to maintain their healing or to stay healed also after they receive healing. Now, first of all, here's the thing that hinders so many people from receiving healing. And here's the most important thing that you should know about divine healing. And that is that it is God's will to heal you because it is in his redemptive plan. You see, these verses here, Isaiah, Matthew, and Peter all substantiate that truth that himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses, that surely hath borne our sickness and carried our pains, and as Peter said, by whose stripes ye were healed. And as long as we're questioning the will of God, oftentimes that hinders the healing flow from entering our body. Could we ever really accept Jesus Christ as Savior and be saved and question the will of God in salvation? No, we'd usually have to get that settled first. And so these things hinder people. Is it, is it God's will? Well, it has to be God's will because it's in his plan of redemption. It has to be his will because it's taught in his word. It has to be his will because he not only laid our sins on Jesus, but these texts said he laid our sicknesses and diseases on Jesus. The object of Jesus bearing our sin was that we might be free. The object of his bearing our sickness and disease was that we might be free from sickness and disease. And yet, you see, uh, many good Christians, even spirit-filled Christians, fall prey to the enemy in being defeated and failing to receive that which belongs to them. A number of years ago, to be more explicit, the month of November of 1958, I was preaching a revival meeting for a certain pastor here in the eastern part of the United States, or northeast. And uh, this pastor had uh, built this church some 25 years before, gone into a city where there was no full gospel church at all, and had built a, a good church, and, a good, uh, and it had grown, and was quite a large church, and he'd pastored it for 25 years. And uh, they were uh, having, uh, right at the close of our meeting the next Sunday after we closed, uh, celebrating the 25th anniversary. And he said to me that he was going to resign as pastor. On this date, though he wasn't that old, only about 55 years of age, he's a younger man than I am now, he was going to resign because he was physically handicapped. He had an incurable disease. Doctors could not cure it. They could help him with the right kind of diet and some med medication could sort of curb the thing and it wouldn't just kill him tomorrow. They said it might shorten his life perhaps 10 years of what he'd ordinarily live. But you see, he was growing worse, and he felt like he couldn't perform as a pastor, so he's going to resign. Well, of course, I just was preaching this away, and I guess he let my preaching just run off of his back like water off of a duck's back. But then personally, I said to him, began to just talk very pointedly to him about letting God heal him and accepting his healing and go on pastoring the church. Well, he said, Brother Hagin, you know, I, I, maybe I'm mistaken. Well, I knew he was, but I just didn't pointedly tell him so at the moment. But he said, I, I just, uh, for a good many years, have not be believed that it was the will of God to heal me. Well, I said, what scripture did you base that on? We ought to base things on the scriptures, not on experiences. Well, he said, I had a certain experience 
Oh, my brother, sister, it's not what your experience said that counts. It's what the Bible says that counts. Believe the Bible and have an experience in line with the Word, not just some isolated experience. He said, well, I was holding revival meetings several years ago, and he mentioned a certain pastor out in California that I'd held revival meetings for. And he said, I had a, of course, this condition, you know, is incurable, and it, I have it all the time, but it sort of had a flare-up of the condition and wasn't able to fill the pulpit on Thursday night. I'd preached, you see, uh, Sunday starting the revival, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and then Thursday, you know, or in the nighttime, Wednesday became... Uh, uh, worse, you know, and was not able to fill the pulpit Thursday. And we, I'd have some flare-ups. This when I said to the pastor, you go ahead and preach tonight, and I'll be back tomorrow night. And ordinarily I did. But I didn't get back. And I, I, I just got worse. And he had to just close the meeting out. And, and I was in his home sick for two weeks before I could get, gather enough strength to catch an airplane and fly back here uh, to this part of the country, you see. And so he said one morning, just as the sun was coming up, my room just suddenly lit up but like uh, somebody had turned a light on in a dark room and there was some presence in the room. Now, I never did see his face because it didn't last that long. I wasn't looking up. I was sort of looking down and I saw the feet of this individual. The feet were bare and, and they had on a white robe that, that was down about halfway between the knees and the ankles. And as I started up, you see, before it got to the face, it disappeared. It was a man in a white robe. And I believed always that it was Jesus, and he said, it's not my will to heal you, and disappeared. I said, may I ask you a question? He said, you may. I said, you just asked me during this meeting to pray for your brother. You are 55 years old. Your brother's 57 years old, and he's never been a Christian. He's helped you even put money into the church here to help build it. Been interested in spiritual things to a certain extent, but doesn't come to church, never been converted, never been born again. He had come by, you see, there the partridge. We stayed in the partridge. Uh, and, and I'd met him there, you see. I never met him at church because he didn't go. And after he'd come by and I'd met him, you see, well, this pastor asked me to pray for him. I said, I want to ask you a question. Suppose that he came back this afternoon by to visit a little bit, you know, and, and you and I began to talk to him about being a Christian and being saved. And suppose he said to us, well, it's not God's will to save me. And we said, why? Well, the other morning, just as I was awakened, there was somebody stood at the foot of my bed in a white robe, looked like a man, and said, he said, it's not my will to save you, and disappeared. What would you say to him? Well, he said, I'd say that couldn't be God, because the Bible said God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come under repentance. Isn't that right? The Bible said God so loved the world. I said, that's just exactly what I want you to say. Now, I said, the Bible said that himself took your infirmities and bare your sicknesses. And so that couldn't have been God because, you see, it is his will that you have what Jesus bought and paid for. And though that fellow is a full gospel pastor and preacher and believed in divine healing, even anointed people with oil and laid hands on them, folks got healed. Yet he let the devil talk him out of healing, you see. And I said, no, don't you resign. You let God heal you. Well, I'm glad that he let God minister to him. He didn't resign. And uh, I just read recently, uh, or, or someone else told me, and I think I did read it too in a certain full gospel periodical, that this man, you see, had only recently now re retired from pastoring up there around 70, 71, two years of age, you see. Not preaching, but just pastoring. <laughs> Praise God. Now, he was about to be cheated by the devil because uh, he, he let some kind of an experience dominate him and question the will of God. Friends, the Word of God is the will of God. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Kenneth W. Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month we're offering three Bible study courses by Kenneth E. Hagen on faith, healing, and the Holy Spirit and His gifts. Also in this package is Brother Hagen's Faith Food Daily Devotional for Summer and a book by Kenneth W. Hagen titled, What Comes After Faith. Lastly is Lynette Hagen's four-CD set, Releasing God's Power Through Prayer. All these items at the special discounted price of $80. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Camp meeting. Camp meeting's going to be here. Oh my goodness, it's just about a month away. It's July the 23rd through the 28th, yes. right here on the Rama USA campus, free right. registration. We have also services for the youth, uh, services for the children. It's just a wonderful time for all the family to come. Yeah, it, it, you can go to rama.org and find out all about the camp meeting. Everything's there, but make plans now. Get hotel reservations and make yes. plans to be here. You don't want to miss this, okay? That's right. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, Healing, How to Receive It, and How to Keep It. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.